Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom and welcome to um, the first week of the rest of your life. And I say that in the last few weeks, but, uh, you know, we had the Torah portion of Bereshit, which was the creation of the world. We had the Torah portion of Noah, which was the rebirth of the world and the recreation of the world. Uh, and those were a type of creation narratives, creation dreams, uh, creation tales. Um, not that they're not real, but they're written in a style that is uh, dreamlike a little bit. Um, while we are now getting to hard-nosed history of the Jewish people through the advent of Avram, who becomes Avraham. And it's, uh, it's always a special week. And even the name of it, Lech Lecha, Lech Lecha. Lech Lecha, just the name itself, Lech Lecha, uh, teaches us a lot. You know, uh, the Baal Shem Tov famously says, go to yourself, go to the real you. Um, but when I see the word Lech Lecha, every year I see the same thing. Le- Lech, first thing, I, I had this idea years ago that a sandal company should be called Lech Lechas. Or even the one of the current sandal companies would make it so that on the bottom, uh, when you would step, it would write, with one foot it would write lech, and the other one lecha, which is spelled really the same way. And you would take your lech lechas, you would lechet with your lech lechas, you would walk with your, walk to yourself. Uh, and and everywhere you stepped, it would make a, you know, one of those tracks, and it would say lech, lech, and you would just see everywhere, lech lecha, lech lecha, right? And you know, Israelis like hike in the sand and stuff like that, and you would just see these tracks of lech lechas, is that, wouldn't that be amazing? Isn't that, isn't that cool? And you would see other people, other lech lechers, right? Uh, walking in front of you, uh, walking the land. Um, well, I got a chance to walk the land today in a different way. Uh, today was the first time we had a guest in Hebron from an important person at the UAE, at the United Arab, Arab Emirates. Um, we had an important uh, figure. He's an important businessman who we brought to Marat HaMachpelah uh, and to the Jewish community of Hebron, and also to a pro-Israel Arab who I've talked about before on the show named Ashraf Jabri. And Ashraf Jabri, we went to his uh, house, and there that's where, we, uh, that's where we actually had a big Arab meal. I did not eat and partake of the Arab meal, uh, but I sat there and they actually had a little bit of kosher food for me, just a little bit of salad and stuff. Uh, which is fine. But we had the great honor of having Nasser Muhammad El-Shamsi. Nasser Muhammad El-Shamsi, who is uh, a, a Abu Dhabian, or Abu Dhabian, I don't know how to pronounce it right. He's an Abu Dhabian businessman who is close to Muhammad bin Zayed, who's the crown, the, the, the king of, uh, of uh, I think he's the, the, the he, he is the ruling king of the UAE, but I don't know exactly which emirate he's specifically from. I think actually he's from Abu Dhabi. Um, and Abu Dhabi is actually the big emirate, uh, while Dubai is not as big. But in any case, I haven't been there myself, so I'm not, I'm not an expert uh, yet at all. I'd like to become an expert. Uh, and you just, it just reminded me that I had, a, I had a hitchhiker in the car who was a guy who was born to a Jewish father and an Arab mother and then converted to Judaism, and he uh, jured me to study Arabic, I ha- and he said, you guys have to study more Arabic, and I think it's true. Got to study more Arabic. In any case, so uh, I had El Shamsi, 
uh, in Hebron today, and I took him to to uh, the house of Ashraf Jabri, who's the Mukhtar, which means the the kind of uh, important person, the ruling person, the ruling um, of the tribe or clan, uh, head of uh, the Jabri tribe, and it was really cool. And I and we had a great like Arab sit down and meal, and he gave him a whole you know political explanation about what's going on around here, and then I took him to the tomb of Ibrahim. I took him to the tomb of Abraham, and we took pictures, and we had a lot of fun. You can check out my Twitter, and you'll see it. Um, just, just an interesting side note for you out there is that uh, this guy Al Shamsi, uh, the first two days that he was here, he was wearing his traditional clothes, his traditional like sheikh type clothes. Guess what? He was under attack by Israeli Arabs and Palestinian Arabs, and they were spitting at him and calling him traitor. Why? Because he was friendly to Israel. And uh, and he was told by the security personnel, instead of uh, wearing this kind of clothes, you just got to put on a regular suit because people just identify you. The other Arabs identify you quickly as an Emirates person by your traditional garb, and you're just in trouble. You're, you're in danger. So um, today I took him uh, to to Israel and to, and to the areas controlled by the Palestinian Authority, but in this case the Jabri tribe controls this area. And he told us, he said to me, he said to me, listen, uh, when I first came here, I was, I was uh, more afraid of, uh, uh, of, of the Israelis. I'd never met Israelis. They, they seemed dangerous to me. And it turned out that I had to be afraid of the Palestinians. So uh, that was an interesting, that was an interesting uh, reality that, uh, uh, th- that, that he was exposed to. You know, they, they don't, really don't understand a lot of what's going on around here. And I, and I just was just showing him on tour. I took him to uh Agush, I showed him, you know, Israeli uh, Arabs sitting, having coffee and not far away from Jews on the one hand. So some, so some coexistence in some places, other places, tensions. In any case, for me, it was a great win because since the Abraham Accords, I've wanted to bring UAE people to show them the tomb of Abraham. And that was the first. So that was really, really cool. And I'm really thankful that I did, that I had that opportunity. That opportunity was afforded to me because the night before, the very night before, I went to the David Friedman Center Gala opening. David Friedman's opening a new think tank and center. And that center is about the furtherance of the Abraham Accord and the concept of peace through strength. So uh, that event was where I met uh, Shamsi. And that's also where I saw a lot of folks that I know that I haven't seen in a long time. We hadn't had a big event like that, including David Friedman himself and other notables like Secretary Pompeo, former Secretary of State. Throughout this whole process of like going to this big event, and I took Maka with me and we had a great time. And uh, I saw a lot of my friends there, got to hang out with a lot of my my good buddies and also all kinds of people from the Nationals camp that I haven't seen in a long time. It was really fun. Got together with some donors as well, and, and that, those were important meetings. In any case, and I got to be with Maka also, and, and she was all in a good mood and, and having drinks and, and, and schmoozing with people and you know making, uh, making uh, world leaders laugh and stuff like that, but that's Maka for you. Uh, at the same time, I was working on a sink, that's right. I was I was working on a sink, on putting in a new sink to the tomb of Root and Ishai. 
and just this whole effort of creating this like beautiful new sink for where there was like a water spigot, like in an ugliest way you could imagine. And suddenly we put in this expensive, beautiful uh, sink of, of cut stone on top of a, 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 a rock face of, uh, not a rock face, what am I saying here? Like a, a granite countertop type type stone that we put down uh, and just working all this thing to just beautify it and get it ready for Parshat Chayi In fact, when I finish here, I'm going to go over to Malka and ask her to order uh, a brass, a beautiful brass uh, spigot so that, uh, so that uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, is spigot the right word? What am I looking for here? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I'm like, I, I'm not like, I, I don't know all, the, know all the kitchen words. And I, I, the, I guess faucet, I guess faucet, or I don't know, faucet or spigot. In any case, uh, so like, as in the meantime, as I'm like dealing with like going to the Friedman Center event at the Museum of Tolerance and meeting a lot of people and getting, you know, gussied up so I could uh, look presentable, at the same time, like getting dirty and trying to uh, put in this new sink, which I'm very, very proud of. And and uh, I hope that you'll come and visit at the the uh, the, the 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 burial place of Root and and Yishai uh, and Jesse in Chevron, and uh, that was giving me also a lot of it was giving me a lot of nachas, a lot of sipuk, a lot of uh, fulfillment because I just was like, this is great. What could be what could be better? Oh, I felt I just remembered that I need to do more stuff. Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff to do right now. I have to also um, edit uh, a movie that we're making for a new screen that we're putting at the entrance of Maratha Machpela, and I've got to go edit the, the, the script of it right now. Gosh, there's just, just so much stuff to do. It's just easy to forget it. It's easy to get to get lost. I write everything down, but still, you just like get like, you're just like, oh my gosh, did I look at this? Did I do this? Did I do this? There's a lot of stuff to do, and that's, and that's the greatest blessing, because when you have a lot of stuff to do, that means that you're involved in 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 stuff that's that's life affirming and and creativity and all that for the sake of uh, strengthening Israel and and beautifying Israel and and uh, and making it the gem that's supposed to be and tonight is uh, it was it was the seventh of Cheshvan today and today's when we say uh, when we say uh, when we add the blessing of asking for rain and indeed it is drizzling outside uh just as i speak right now so it was already drizzling earlier today and and there's been drizzles and that's just because we've been asking god we say god we need to ask you for rain uh, and it's been it's been coming down so that's really cool so got to go with malka to uh to the friedman event that's where i met shamsi meantime fixing up the new sink and, and other stuff to make kevrut vishai awesome and beautiful uh and actually want to take a break and talk about the the show uh, being dedicated this week uh, because this has been a special show um, for Parshat Lech Lecha and I don't want it to go undedicated and and, and everybody here uh, can take an opportunity to, to dedicate a show uh, and to remember a loved one uh, but this week's show is special so I will be dedicating the show this week to so today's dedication is to Dr. Marvin Miller Manos Ben Fievel uh, this is to uh, the father of our good friend Valerie Brodsky, uh, Dr. Adam's wife, and uh, he was a great doctor, Dr. Marvin. Uh, he was hardworking, born to Polish parents. His first language was Yiddish. He was a captain in the U.S. Navy. 
Uh, and he wasn't one of those opulent doctors who, who just sat back. He was a hardworking, a real uh, healer, but at the same time uh, donated, gave gave all of his, uh, whatever he made and, and all of his time to his beloved family. And he was just a, 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 a sweet and good person who married the love of his life, who was a high-born Jewish, a Ger- Ger- German-Jewish gal. Uh, but uh, And he spoke a kind of Yiddish accent, but they, they got along and they had five children uh, and he recently passed away, and now we um, we commemorate his memory here. And it's an honor for me to remember Dr. Marvin Miller, and it's an honor for me to have this show uh, dedicated in his honor. And I will also be thinking about uh, him, especially when we get to the Torah part of our show today. Uh, so that's really really fun, and and it's I, I love I love dedicating shows to people. Uh, it's it's it makes me feel. Like we take a neshama and we just we just we just remember it. We talked about it. We talk about it publicly. And if you could just for one second remember Dr. Marvin Miller, uh, Manos Ben Fivel, then immediately like you just you know made this show so much higher. You gave you gave a, a person a, a special person uh, a little bump up there in Shemaim in the heavens. Um, so yeah, back to what we were talking about. Um, so we talked about the Friedman Center event. We talked about Shamsi coming to Hebron. We talked about the sink that I was working on. And the other last thing that I want to talk about is, uh, before we get to the Torah portion, um, is the issue of Yom Aliyah, the seventh of Cheshvan. As we said, we started praying for the rain. And at the same time, it's seventh of Cheshvan is uh, Yom Aliyah, Israel Aliyah Day, Immigration Day to Israel celebrations. And I wrote the original bill in the year 2010, uh, and uh, and I had a Knesset member who was who I was working for, and that was Yaakov Ketzela Katz, and uh, we pushed that law. And one of the cornerstones of that law was when it was going to be placed. And I said it should be pl- placed very close to Parshat Lech Lecha. Uh, and we didn't have an exact date that we wanted, but any and, and the idea of putting it in Cheshvan, close to Parshat Lech Lecha, and that's where it fits it every single year. Uh, because of because of how we read Sukkot and and Parshat and when when Bereshit starts, so Lech Lecha is pretty much always uh, in the uh, in the beginning of of uh, Cheshvan, and the the final law made it on the seventh of Cheshvan. Well, guess what? One <laughs> that's first thing that's fabulous. Second thing, it's the day that we start uh, praying for rain. And thirdly, it happens to be that Yisha and Malka Fleischer made Aliyah together to Eretz Yisrael on uh, the seventh of Cheshvan. And for me personally, what can I tell you? To have a law that that I came up with and 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 wrote and made it into a national uh, holiday in Israel and and there it is and it's on the calendar and people are on the radio talking about it that is just pretty cool that is pretty cool and also gives me confidence that that maybe some of the other laws that I want to push through uh, will be able to be done uh, and um, it's just it's just great and I think the the Aliyah uh, needs that celebration remember. Everybody in Israel is an ole or a, or a child of olim or a grandchild of olim or maximum a great grandchild of olim, but that's about it. And the rest of the people, you, you know, very few people have maintained their presence here uh, for the last. Um, uh, I, I knew a girl who had ten generations back Israeli. Okay, but that's but that's still in the seventeen hundreds. Um, and then maybe there's a few other people that have even longer lineage here. The bottom line is that, in very simple terms, we're a nation of immigrants. Yes, this is our land. And yes, we're coming back home. But we're still a nation of immigrants. Not colonialists, but immigrants still. 
Uh, so today is Yom Aliyah, so happy Yom Aliyah, and I think we should all celebrate Aliyah. Um, we should celebrate the, the ingathering of the exiles. Even if we haven't yet been ingathered, we should be celebrating the ingathering of the exiles. Uh, and in fact, now that I think about it, I actually met a family named Bigun, and uh, they were listeners to the, to the show, um, and David Bigun and, and, and his beautiful family, and I was just psyched to see them, and we met at Katsefet, the ice cream place, um, over there on, on Der Hevron. And I uh, just wanted to say hi to them, and, and, and we ch- chatted for a long time. They really made me so happy, and it happened to be that we met on uh, Yom Aliyah. <laughs> Is that a coincidence? I don't think so. Thank you, Hashem, for that opportunity as well. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the Torah portion of uh, uh, Lech Lecha, a few mentions of it, of this, like the sandal, the sandal idea. If you like that sandal idea, please write me an email with hashtag Lech Lecha, Lech Lecha. Okay, uh, we usually we spell it L E C H L E C H A, so you could write that or 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 whatever approximation you think the spelling uh, is would be would be just as good. Uh, but let me know if you like that idea of the lech lecha sandals. Maybe we can push that uh, as well. We got to push ideas forward. That's what the Aliyah Day thing gives me gives me hope for. It's so like let's keep pushing great new ideas forward. Let's just let's just be bold and and see if we can you know put a dent in this world a little bit. Like and just and just change its trajectory just a tad by bringing a little bit more light. Uh, Abraham certainly changed the trajectory of the whole universe by hearing the call of lech lecha. He heard the call of Lech Lecha, and that Lech Lecha call uh, took him to Eretz Yisrael. And th- there's something that I heard, and I just, I really do wish I remembered who I heard say it or quote it in the name of. It's really such a shame for me that I can't recall right now, because this is not my chidush, it's not my innovation, but it I definitely heard it in the name of somebody awesome. Oh, Anyway, if you know, then let me know. And here's the Torah. It's this simple. The first Pasuk in the Torah about Avraham is also the first Pasuk about Eretz Yisrael. Lech lecha me'artzecha me'beit avicha el ha'aretz asher ha'reka. Go. Let's read it right from the text. Hold on one second. I have it right here in front of me. What a parsha lech lecha. What an, what an energy lech lecha is. Speaking of energy, just parenthetically, today I was at the Marat HaMachpelat, the tomb of the patriarchs, the matriarchs, the forefathers and mothers, and there was a wedding, and it was being officiated by by Rabbi Shmuel Eliyahu, it was just, and he made everybody turn and bless one another. Oh my God, I'm telling you, I like raised my hands to heaven and blessed the whole crowd. It was amazing. And the verse in chapter 12, ver, uh, uh, verse 1, God said to Avram, Lech lecha, me'atzecha u'mimoladecha u'mibetavicha el'aretz asher eka. He said to Avram, go forth from your land, from your birthplace or from your family, from the house of your father to a land which I will show you. It's the first thing we hear about Avram. The first thing we hear about our our, our, our our forefather is, go to the land of Israel. That's the first verse. So if you want to know what the rest is going to be about, it's like the first verse is, God says to Abraham, go to the land of Israel. It's just that simple. Like that, That I mean, maybe, maybe, in, every, maybe in some way, that's in a nutshell, the whole thing. You know, go to the land of Israel, be a holy nation. Uh, and I think I wanted to say this before, and I didn't get it, uh, somehow may have uh, lost track before, uh, but I'm just coming back to it now, which is Lech Lecha. You look at it visually, uh, you add up the gematria as you add up the values of the letters. Uh, lech is 50 and Lecha is 50. It's 50 and 50. 
It's 50 and 50, which is another way of actually saying also 5 and 5. Because you can drop the zeros in, in all kinds of ways. And, but it, one way or the other, when I see 5 and 5, you know what I think of? I think of the Ten Commandments. It's like Lech Lecha. It's like I've got a message of the Ten Commandments. Where? In the land of Israel. So I, I already hear the Torah and I already hear the Zionism. I hear those things combining. I hear spirituality and nationality in one. And it's just visual for me. Lech Lecha, I see the Ten Commandments. And I see, you know, the five and five. And 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 you have to think to yourself, it's like, it's not a coincidence the first Torah portion is going to be Lech Lecha, like go. And 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 that, that you see these two words that are the same, they're spelled the same. One means Lech. And one means to you, or go go forth, go, go on your way. Uh, it, 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 there's there's something meditative about that. I myself can meditate on the words lech lecha, and just see them in front of my eyes, and, and it just it's just meaningful to me. Now, speaking of um, of of visualization, here's another vi- visualization in, in our Torah portion. Our Torah portion has a lot of very important stories. They're like mini stories, uh, and the first one is is go to the land of Israel. Um, he gets to, Avram gets to Shechem. That's the first city, always the first city in the land of Israel is Shechem. And it gets a big, uh, it gets a big uh, boost in this week's Torah portion. And then to Beit El, uh, or close to Beit El, between the uh, Beit El and the Ai. I personally believe that's Mount Baal Chatzor. Um, and then he goes down to Egypt, and, uh, and Sarah gets taken away in that whole episode. And Avraham gets even wealth through that, that episode. But he's going to probably learn from that that that's not such a good way because next time when he has the ability to get wealth from an episode, he says, no thanks, I don't want the king of Sodom to enrich me. Uh, and they return to Beit El, uh, to that area, to the Harbal Chatzor. Uh, and then Lot splits off. God... Um, uh, um, um, uh, he goes to this, God says, the, the Torah says, that Sodom is a bad place with, with very bad people. We'll learn more about that later. Um, we'll learn in the next Torah portion about the, you know, the, the story of, of praying for Sodom, praying for Sodom. Um, and then finally he gets to Hebron. Vahel Avraham, Abraham tented. mamre. He came and he sat in in the in the uh, terebinths of Mamre, Asher bechevron, which is in Hebron, even shemizbech Hashem. Okay, and so so that's cool for me. It's the first Torah portion of Shechem. It's it's Beit El and it's Hebron. We'll also learn about Shalem. So the major cities, the idea of the biblical highway is being formed already here. Then there is the war between the four and five kings, and this is when uh, Avraham, according to Rav Soloveitchik, becomes famous when he fights the terror of the four kings and he defeats them in battle, uh, that's when people are like, whoa, this guy's spirituality is backed up by serious force. This is the real thing. Um, and then we meet Malkitzedek, and, and as usual, Gentiles are the ones that love to bless God, and Malkitzedek, who maybe is the first Semite, Shem, um, blesses God. Um, he blesses Avram, and he's the first blesser. Except for God, he's the first blesser. And it says that he blessed Avram, and he blessed him. Blessed is Avram to the Most High God. The, the, um, 
the holder of heaven and earth. You know what you just reminded me? Ever you guys just reminded me that my son Elazar said that he wants to watch a movie tomorrow night. Well, we're gonna watch Avraham, the TNT version, which has really good stuff. Maybe one little thing to skip for the kids, but like overall, excellent, excellent. TNT Avraham is one of the best movies. So Abraham, so I'm going to watch that with Elazar tomorrow night. I'm gonna make time for that. I'm excited now. You guys got me excited. Uh, and he blesses God, does Malkitzedek, and he's the king of Shalem, which is probably the first mention of Jerusalem. And then we get to what I wanted to talk about today, uh, which is um, the very... Uh, uh, Avram is going through great adventures, but he's got one very acute problem. He doesn't have any children of his own. And... Uh, through through what's going to happen now, we're going to also learn about there's going to be an Ishmael... And that's the Hagar son, and that's he's born in this week's parsha. But I just want to, before I get to that, and I don't want to, I don't want to go all the way to the issue of, of Ishmael and Hagar today. I just want to talk about Brit Bein Abtarim, the covenant between the parts. The covenant between the parts is one of the most central and important stories in the book of Genesis, and um, um, it is not easily and and not very well understood by 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 most. Uh, it is it is some tricky texts and and there's a lot of like hidden mysticism in there, and I just want to I want to talk about an aspect which is very important to me personally, uh, which is uh, a vision of what Abraham's vision is in in this in this uh, in this story. First thing he's going to be given the name Abraham instead of uh, Avram. He's going to be he's going to be Avraham at the end of this thing. But in the beginning, uh, we don't. He's still Avram, and God asks him. One second, let me make sure I didn't make a, a mistake. I just, uh, uh, right, okay. I just want to make sure. When does he get the name Avraham? Uh, actually, excuse me, I made a mistake. He gets the name Avraham after Ishmael is going to be born, and when he's going to be told of, of having an Isaac, now he's got to change his name. He's got to also have a circumcision, and that's he needs to up, up, up his game a lot. I'm sorry, I made a mistake. This is not going to be at the covenant between the parts that he gets the name Abraham. That's later on, just before he basically has to conceive of, of Isaac. It's got to be at a different level than, than Ishmael. He's got to be a new name. He's got to be circumcised, and he's got to be with this incredible wife, Sarah. Um, in any case... Uh, the 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 Brit Ben Abtarim is is uh, central to that vision because it's going to be a vision for the Jewish people's future. Um, and here's what I wanted to say: Brit Ben Abtarim is the covenant between the parts. God says to him, "Take for me uh, nine animals." Kachli Let me have a, a calf, three calves, three goats, uh, and three rams. And also two birds, and I want you to cut them. I want you to cut them nose to toe, nose to tail, nose to tail, from front to back, and I want you to line up those pieces uh, facing one another. Say what? What is that about? Well, uh, afterwards it keeps getting weirder. He's gonna he's gonna knock out Avraham. He's gonna put him kind of to sleep. He's gonna give him the same kind of sleep that he did to Adam before he 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 cut the rib out of Adam and, and made it into the woman, uh, he knocked him out. And it said that he, um, he tells him, he, 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 it, there's, something, there's something dark and scary that's coming over Abraham, and he, over Avram, 
And he says to him, you should know that your seed is going to be enslaved in a land that's not theirs. Um, and they will be even, uh, 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 I don't, it's not tortured. It's, they, they will be, um, they, they'll be um, not persecuted. They, they'll be discomforted greatly, right? Uh, they, they, they will be enslaved. They, they, will have to, they will face hardships. Um, that's what's going to happen to your seed for 400 years. And I'm going to judge the nation that does this against your children, but they will leave with great wealth. So what, what is all this? This is a giant vision of what's going to be in Egypt. And he says, and the fourth generation shall uh, return here to this land uh, because that's the time when it's going to be ready. And then he, he gets a vision. And that vision is that when the sun sets, he sees a pillar of fire and a pillar of smoke passing through these parts, the parts of the animals. What is that? What is, what is the whole vision? And Hashem has given me uh, uh, an insight into this, into this vision that that Abraham got, and that one has just it, it it's changed my whole understanding of this passage, and it's when you hear it you'll understand how simple, and how straightforward it is that it's just shocking. Basically, what God was saying is, your children are going to be enslaved in Egypt for four hundred years, and then they're going to come out. They're going to come out with great wealth, and I'm going to judge the nation that enslaved them. And when they come out with that great wealth, they're going to go from Egypt. He didn't tell them which land. He didn't tell them where it's going to be, but it, but we know it's going to be from Egypt, and we're going to, we know that it's going to go to Sinai to receive the Torah. But when they come out, there's going to be this monumental moment. That monumental moment is going to be the splitting of the Red Sea. And so you see these animals that are cut in half, these nine animals, that are cut in half facing one another, and they got these parts. Now imagine this. There's going to be a pillar of fire and a pillar of smoke that's going to go right through it. And it's going to be this incredibly dramatic vision. I'm showing you something. You don't know what it is yet, but it's the splitting of the Red Sea. It's the splitting of the Reed Sea. It's the splitting of the Yamsuf. I'm showing you. And when they do this thing, they're going to come out a nation on the other side. And this is what it's going to feel like. It's going to be super dramatic. And the pillar of fire and pillar of smoke are going to lead them through these pieces, through these cuts. And then they're going to come out to be a nation. And that's the vision that, uh, and they're going to come to this land, says God, and they're going to inherit these peoples in this land. And he lists the seven nations, and he says that then they're going to overcome it all and come here and conquer the land. So he gives them the whole platter of Jewish history right there before him. He lays out what's going to be the story of Egypt, and then he shows them a little YouTube video, a clip of what the splitting of the Red Sea, the most dramatic moment in Jewish history, is going to look like. He gave him a preview. And he gave us a preview how he showed Avraham a preview of Jewish history to come. And probably on the deepest level, all of Jewish history is somehow being shown to Avraham 
um, and the intensity of it all, uh, the power of it all. Uh, and that's, that's, that's Abraham. It's like, this is what you're, this is the destiny of, of your seed. I'm telling you that I'm God and I'm going to deal with your children directly and create for them a, a destiny. And, and it's going to look something like this. All of us, my friends have to go through life. Uh, life is always a splitting of the Red Sea. Since we come out of the birth canal and all of our, the rest of our life, all the way till we go into the tomb, uh, we're always splitting the Red Sea every single day uh, to eke out a life and an existence, to keep the peace, to, to, to give each other strength, to, 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 to serve God um, um, more nearly, and to, and to be, be the people that we're intended to be. Um, it's always a lech lecha, right? Because remember, the, the splitting of the Red Sea is not just splitting of the Red Sea, you got to walk. And as, uh, and as uh, Morpheus tells Neo, one day you'll know that there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. And that's the Jewish people. We are lech lecha-ers. We are lech lechers. And therefore, uh, without, without trying to lelech lech, which means to make things dirty, we have to be clean. Uh, but at the same time, we've got to lech lecha, we've got to walk the walk. Um, not just talk the talk. Uh, and that's the way of Avram, which becomes Avraham. And that becomes in this two week's Torah portion. I want to bless all you guys out there. And I want to again uh, mention the dedication of this show. Uh, this week's show is dedicated to Dr. Marvin Miller, Manos Ben Fivel, hardworking, uh, born to Polish parents, spoke Yiddish, captain in the U.S. Navy, loved his family. Uh, I wish I would have known him. I'm sure he was also a good doctor. And good doctoring used to be something uh, amazing. We, we still need more gr- great doctors here in the land of Israel and the Jewish people in general. Uh, I also want to thank uh, sponsors of our show, Prohibition Pickle, which make Shabbos so delectable. And not just Shabbos, when you need a little chaim with a little herring, you know. And we had some great, uh, I, w- I was drinking tequila personally. You know, I don't really like scotches and whiskeys. And, and bourbons and all that stuff. I like I like vodka and I like tequila. And had some great tequila shots at the Friedman Center just to just to loosen it up uh, the event, but not too much, obviously. You know, Bob Cherebi says three shots is a max. I didn't even have like three shots, uh, but I but I went in there. Maybe I had three shots, but they were like little. In any case, um, uh, I love Prohibition Pickle. Check them out on Facebook and on Instagram, and check out their their uh, the amazing way uh, that you could order. And get big orders in uh, for uh, for Parshat Chayesara. I think I'm going to do that as well. Uh, my good friend, uh, my, one of my good friends, wants to make a big order. I think we're going to do that. There's also one more person I want to dedicate the show to. So yeah, so the other person I wanted to mention was that uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Reuven Pittinger, moved here to Eretz Israel just recently, and he just found out that his grandmother passed away. Uh, her name was Beverly Boyd Bakel. Bahakel, and uh, she taught him to love Israel, and she taught him the Bible, and she loved Israel extremely a lot, and he also dedicated a beautiful donation to the Jewish community of Hebron through the Hebron Fund, and uh, that's so wonderful because we have Parshat Chayei Sarah coming, and that's really also wanted me, uh, I wanted to use the opportunity to remind everybody that the Torah portion of Chayei Sarah, where we learn about the purchase of Marat HaMachpilah, the tomb of the patriarchs and matriarchs in Hebron, is going to be taking place in just two weeks, very exciting, almost nervous about it because it's so exciting, but there's going to be a group of people that are going to be coming through the Hebron Fund, uh, and I highly recommend that people check out uh, 
of the hebronfund.org website and see if they could sign up for our great uh, tour coming up. We're bringing people to the land of Israel with the COVID regulations, all the stuff, everything is being done right, all the all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed and all the, you know, whatever. Uh, you know what I mean. All the stuff is taken care of. So uh, check out hebronfund.org, who is the also the other sponsor for our show, obviously the Jewish community of Hebron. So, uh, that's about it, my friends. Uh, so much stuff. And thank you, Hashem, so much for the strength. And also, I uh, want to tell you that if you want to go to IshaiFleischer.com and you want to donate to the beautification of the tomb of Root and Ishai so that we can get it even more beautiful and ready for Torah portion of Chaye Sarah, this is the time to do it. It's in two weeks, and I still have a lot of painting, a lot of chiseling, a lot of things to do to make it beautiful and ready for all the guests. Uh, so please do that through yishaifleischer.com. Uh, and that's it. I want to really bless you and thank you and wish you a great week. Wish you a happy Aliyah day. Wish you a happy winter since we're starting to pray for the rain. Uh, and wish you a great Lech Lecha in your personal uh, journey in life. Thank you, Hashem, for the opportunity of broadcasting to my friends out there. Uh, let's stay in touch. Write me an email, yishaifleischer.com. Thank you so much to the Land of Israel Network and the people that make the show possible. Tabitha. Ben Bresky, Moshe, Herman, um, uh, Yochevet Seidman, uh, and uh, Joe uh, when, we, uh, when we go live. Um, uh, uh, excuse me, not... Who's Joe? Who's Joe? What was I even thinking? I don't even know what I'm thinking. I'm talking about Lou. Who's Joe in my head? I don't know. I must be talking... I must be getting ready for Joseph or something like that. I must be thinking of that T- TNT Joseph uh, movie. I don't even know what I'm thinking. It's also late night around here, and it's been extremely busy days. So you'll have to forgive me uh, for just being a little bit funny out there. And I forgive you for not writing me an email yet, but if you want to, uh, it would make my day. So write me an email, yishaiyishaifleischer.com. Uh, and God bless you folks, wherever you are. Stay tuned, stay strong, stay connected, stay part of the story, stay awesome. Because Hashem is making us awesome. Lots of love and lots of strength. Lots of blessings from the land of blessings. And Shalom. As the masks are coming off and much of the world is turning not only against Israel, but yes, against the Jewish people. If you feel different, if your love for Israel is growing deeper, and stronger, if you're thirsting to cleave to the nation of Israel and to the God of Israel, if you're thirsting to learn authentic Torah from Jews in Judea, then the Land of Israel Fellowship is for you. Hundreds of individuals and families from around the world come together on Zoom every week in what can only be described as a fellowship of love, friendship, of learning and praying and belonging. A fellowship really unlike any other. It's more than just a movement, it's a family. To learn more about the Land of Israel Fellowship, click on www.thelandofisrael.com backslash fellowship or send an email to fellowship at thelandofisrael.com. Love and blessings from Judea.